Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am one of the real people that we talk about in the opening. And with me from East Bridgewater is the other real person that we talk about in the opening, the Bond bombshell herself, Anne Carrigan. Well, good evening. It's nice to know I'm a real person. Well, there you go. Anyway, right. you listen live right here on Pararex and uh, Tojinet and whoever else. I don't know what. I'm so confused. So, track. it's hot in the city tonight. Mm, it's pretty windy and cool here. Really? Huh. Yeah. You. So, anyways, oh. uh, I was wondering if the heat increases paranormal activity or not. I know the damn cold doesn't, that's for sure. Yeah, I know. <laughs> At least not for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've been plenty of cold places, and I don't think that it, it, it kicked things up a notch. No. I don't know. You know, I, I think, uh, I don't know, it's one of those things you think they would be impervious to mm-hmm. myself, but nobody likes to be wicked hot, so... Well, I mean, the thing is, you uh, you know, it's so much we don't know about the, the other side. And a lot of people will tell you different mediums and everything else, and, and that's the, all their conjecture. But for every time they tell you it's, it's this way, you can always find an, a uh, – um, what's the word I'm looking for? That it isn't that way. Exception? And, yes, an exception that isn't that way. I mean, for instance, take a look at uh, – anniversary deaths. If, if you talk to mediums and a lot of other people, they say, well, time means nothing on the other side. Yet we have anniversary hauntings. Mm-hmm. And even that doesn't make sense because the calendar has changed through the years as well. So are they cognizant of calendar changes into what the real time is? Hmm. Pretty bizarre. I don't know. I mean, there's also like the whole anniversary aspect of it you know is somebody sitting there watching every single night no right Mm -hmm. so how do they know that it's an anniversary maybe it happens frequently just because people say oh the the murdered bride comes back on the anniversary of her death yeah every may 26th exactly but the murdered bride might come back you know, 17 or 100 times a year, but they're not there to see it. But I do come back every time with their anniversary. How do you know? Because it's all about the base. That's no answer. I know. <laughs> no, it, we really we don't know. Uh, no one yeah, knows. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. Yeah, they could come back 364 times a year, as right. well as the 365th day as well. That's uh, right. Yeah. That's the whole thing. I mean, is, is, you know, I mean, will paranormal activity occur without the human experience, or is it only occur because of the human experience? True. Very true. So, so strange. It's hard to say. 
Oh, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Kat in the uh, chat room. She was our oh. guest last week. Hi, Kat. And she was what a good guest, too. <laughs> She's got a strange life, though. Very strange. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so, so nervous, she says. <laughs> she, <laughs> she didn't sound nervous to me. No, she didn't. I don't know. I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was a wonderful guest, and we enjoyed having her. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I still would have be the... kind of leery, I think, of staying in any house that she's staying in, though. <laughs> well, I mean, I I've got that lovely crystal skull vakta that she vakta she gave me when we met her at yes, the yes with the light, the light. Yeah, and nothing's attached itself to as far as I can tell. So ah, there you go. Well, well, <laughs> you know, you lost your camera there, but hey. Yeah. Yeah, that was something else. We think that was Emily. So anyway, so we do have a guest on the show tonight, and oh, this is yay. a young lady we who we had on the show before. I think, in fact, she was on the live show, right? The, She's the, the been video on that broadcast? live show. Yep, from ABC TV. Yes, she was yeah. a great guest, great book. She, she was. Oh, she was right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm teasing, and so she's back again to uh, haunt us. So she is none other than Joni, I like to say mayhem, but I know it's not mayhem, is it? <laughs> Joni, you there? Johnny? Joni? Johnny? I'm here. Mayhem, it's that me. would be a great last name. Wouldn't it? Mayhem. Yeah. Mayhem. I think you should have... the first time I've heard that. <laughs> you should officially change it. Oh, okay. You no get problem. A, you can get a leather jacket and put it on the back of it. <laughs> Johnny Mayhem. Johnny More of a Mayhem. warning than a last name. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, anyway. Well, how have you been? I've been very good. Um, very busy. I was discussing my latest adventure today um, on Facebook, so I think that's probably why I'm on. <laughs> exactly. That's Be- great. Because uh, you went up and did this thing that you told us last time you were on the show, told us about last time when you were on the show, which was the Possum Field Seminary in some godforsaken place in Maine. And um, so Ann and I both wanted to go, but we couldn't. Uh, but uh, you went, and some of our our good friends, the including um, Sandra and Jackie and Mary, uh, went and they said they had a great time. So, how was it? It was really good. Uh, I this was probably I think my sixth or seventh time to Parsons Field. So, you know, I don't go back to a location if it's not interesting. And this one just befuddles me how haunted it is. Um, so it was a great it was a great investigation. A lot of people showed up, but yeah, I had it organized down to the T. So nobody really you know came across anybody else in another group. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody had some kind of activity, and uh, it was just a great, a great night. And I'm so excited to do it that I'm going to do it again in September. So, nice. Now, did you run it, or did you? Were you a guest there? I I was the host, so I hosted the event. 
you hosted it. Okay, I always get messed up with that because half the time I don't know what I am. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, uh, so you <laughs> hosted the, the event, which is which yeah. is great. So tell us a little bit about how, I mean, I'm curious because, of course, we do events ourselves, is how you divided them up and, and what occurred during the night for each of the people that actually went there. Well, I, there, I, first of all, I set up the, uh, the location with six zones. Uh, there's so many buildings and so many different floors, and it was pretty easy to do. Mm-hmm. And I set up six groups, and each group had one hour on their zone, and uh, they were led by a group leader that was aware of you know, keeping track of the time. And after an hour, they switched zones, and they went to the next zone. So they had, like, the whole first floor was one of the zones, the whole second floor or the cemetery, or the basement. So they had a lot of space to roam around during that period of time. Um, Activity was just, it was all over the place. A lot of people got touched or poked. Um, (laughs) One of my friends from Vermont, Fred, uh, I mispronounced his name, uh, Worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going yeah, to a bunch yeah, of our yeah. events. I can't, I can't, yeah, can't see his name either. Yep. Really nice guy. I hate it that I just butchered his name, but he <laughs> actually got uh, tripped. Really? So he uh, grabbed his leg and he tripped. And oh. there were enough people there that they saw it happen. And um, there was nobody near him, nothing that he could have tripped over. They went back and inspected it carefully. Oh. Wow. Can you tell... Um, just so for the benefit of our listeners who don't know quite where the Parsonsfield Field Seminary is, where is it and and what is the um what is the haunting that's going on there? Uh Parsonsfield, Maine is probably like right in the middle of Maine. It's um I wanna say it's probably about an hour uh west of Portland. So it's pretty much kind of, you know, towards the southern part, but uh the it's Basically, an old school. Um, the seminary was set up in 1832, at a, in a time when there really weren't schools around the area. They basically were people were homeschooled if they were schooled at all. And um, this group decided that they wanted to have a really nice school there, so they cleared the land and they set up um, the seminary, which was uh, part of the the Free Baptist religion. So it was uh, part religion, part uh, studies, and it has it starts started off with just a schoolhouse, which is a very quaint New England looking. It almost looks like a church. It has a bell tower and it has two floors, auditorium. It's it's a huge building, and then they built on the dormitory buildings, which is uh, twelve hundred by twelve thousand five hundred square foot square feet. Mm-hmm. It was divided by boys on one side, girls on the other side. And uh, which is something interesting, little story. Um, when they started doing renovations, they moved one of the uh, panels out of the closet that separated the boys from the girls' side and found uh, that the kids had cut a hole in the middle. <laughs> so they were getting, <laughs> if there's a will, there's a way. They were getting back and forth to get to see each other. So, hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Uh, you know, and it. It's not a it's not a place that's typically open for paranormal investigations. It's not one of those paranormal hotspots. I mean, this this is a place where they have uh, weddings and parties and Sunday socials and tours and kind of historical sort of things. Um, they I asked the, um, the the 
the president of the uh, Friends of Parsons Field Seminary, um, Pat, um, Jan Smith, how they knew it was haunted. And she said, oh, I think they probably always knew it was haunted, but it was something that scared them, so they didn't talk about it. They'd hear mm-hmm. footsteps in a room that nobody was in, and they think, oh, somebody else must be here, or that something would get moved, and they'd say, oh, somebody else must have moved that. And it wasn't until they had, uh, they had an electrician out and he was doing work in the, in the attic, and he was up on his ladder, and he had his lunch bag sitting at the base of his ladder. And he was up there working, and he heard his lunch bag rattle. And he knew he was the only one in the building, so he, he yelled down. He thought maybe, you know, the person that let him in came back early, and he said, hey, are you stealing my lunch? And there was no answer. And uh, <laughs> he finally <laughs> he came down the ladder, and um, there, his lunch was gone, and nobody was there, and the building was locked. So that was kind of the first indicator that, hey, maybe we have an issue. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's funny. Oh, and it's just gone on from there. Um, That was just one small story. (laughs) Wow. So the ghost liked his lunch. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, I guess. You know, it it is, well, you know, and and that's pretty innocuous. You know, that's not like, you know, they push the ladder out from under him or anything like that. you know, it's not an evil haunting, although there were several really negative entities there, uh, one of which I encountered back, I think, in 2012, and it really scared us. Um, but the place was overseen by a psychic medium named Barbara Williams, and she's amazing. Uh, she was able to move out a couple of the nastier ones. So it's really, there's a lot of children haunting the place, a lot of former teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, the place was also part of the Underground Railroad, so oh. it, you've just got such a diverse, you know, mm-hmm. such a diverse location with so many different hauntings, but it's it's unbelievably haunted. And they're wow. responsive. They give EVPs, they talk, mm-hmm. um, they do things, they poke you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, I mean, what... What happened uh, last weekend that that uh, really stands out for you? Um, I, I think probably spending the night. Um, we were able to investigate overnight. We mm-hmm. were there all night, but people that got tired were allowed to um, bring air mattresses and go to sleep. So quite a few of us had air mattresses in uh, a very large room that, auditorium. It has a little stage at one end and a lot of tables that's where we ate dinner. And so we moved some of the tables and we slept in there. And I'd say there were probably seven or eight of us in there. And as soon as I laid down and got comfortable in the room, started getting quiet, I felt something poke me in the side. And it wasn't like a, you know, you get a ghostly touch sometimes and you're not sure if that was really somebody Mm -hmm. touching you or not. This was a definite poke, like somebody with a real-life finger was behind me. So I roll over and looked, and, of course, there's somebody there. And, and it happened a couple more times, and I just, you know, I'm used to it. So I just, you know, <laughs> eventually went to sleep and ignored it. But the next morning when we got up, um, <laughs> a couple people said, I can't sleep how many times something kept poking me. And somebody else said, I did too. So you can picture this ghost going down the line of us all sleeping in a row on our air max with poking us, you know, one after the other. Every single one of us got poked during the night. So so it was funny. <laughs> that sounds, and that's like so typical, like of a, like a kid, 
you know, don't you yeah. think? Like oh, yeah. a little kid running around poking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Still oh, yeah. yeah, you know, giggling people. probably. Uh, nothing frightening happened, but then again, it takes a lot to scare me anymore. Um, I mean, we just, um, you know, there were times when you would hear something and you would think, you know, you, we've got the whole floor. We shouldn't have heard anything. Was that a door that shut? Um, at one point, I put, um, we went up to the attic and I left a, uh, a glow stick right next to a ball in the middle of the hallway. And we went up to the attic and then when we came back, it was moved, you know, a good two feet. You know, wow. completely different than what the way I left it. So, you know, it's it's just like little things like that. Um, I'll be curious to hear the EVPs because that's usually the biggest part. You don't hear it at the time, <laughs> but later on, you listen to your audio and you realize they were just chatting away to you the whole time. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I mean, and what a great, you know, did you have a camera, like an IR camera running, or you just left them? Uh, yeah, I did. we didn't set up the whole full setup, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody had their own individual equipment, and uh, I do believe there were people with um, IR cameras and various gadgets. I mm-hmm. tend to simplify my investigations, frankly, because I don't like carrying all that stuff around. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, a flashlight and a recorder, and I'm good to go, and a camera, of course. But, um, you know, I like my spirit box, too. I know there's some controversy, but... Um, you know, we've got full fit and intelligent responses from it, so I have to give it some validity. Mm-hmm. But just an incredible night. Hmm. Okay, good. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's kind of it's interesting, too, because you wouldn't think that just a normal school, you know, even built back in 1832 would be haunted. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing in the history that suggests this. But uh, just through investigations and compilation of evidence, uh, we're trying to kind of start to piece it together. Um, at one point, uh, that same electrician ended up becoming a ghost hunter. He was so intrigued by, <clears throat> by all the activity that he started coming out there with Barbara Williams and uh, their team, and they started investigating the, the place more thoroughly. And they left a recorder up in the attic uh, for like 30 minutes while they were out of the building. And when they came back and listened to it, it was a 30-minute EVP that was just pitiful. It was a child crying out in pain, don't hurt me, don't hurt me, you know, um, you know, alluding to possible sexual abuse as well. And uh, some of the other EVPs we've gotten suggest that possibly some of the founders or some of the headmasters were possibly using the place as uh, a place to prey on boys, children. Mm. So, okay. was, uh, yeah, and then things could be swept under the rug back then, you know, as we well know. And, you know, they had their own little place there. I mean, it was on the up and up, you know, it was a great school, and, you know, they sent students on to Bates College. It was like a prep school for Bates College, but... You know, mm-hmm. some of the stuff that went on there, you know, something had to have gone on to have left such an imprint. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, from the evidence, we think that it might have been some abuse. Mm. Well, that's terrible. Yeah, I mean, that always bothers me because these people are dead and they can't defend themselves. So people can say whatever mm-hmm. they want about them, and then people start thinking about that. So that always kind of bothers me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I mean, yeah, if you had said that and then you went back in the papers and found there were accusations and, you know, that to me, OK, that that's cool. But to just say stuff like that, it, it, it mm-hmm. has always bothered me. And it's nothing against you, uh, Johnny. Yeah, uh, I get Johnny. it. I get it's it. Just, I, and I appreciate it, that as well. But, you know, some of the EVPs have kind of led us to that direction. And, I, you know, maybe I'm wrong, you know, and mm-hmm. if I am, I apologize to anybody that I offend. But, um mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the EVPs have been uh, very directed towards uh, some sort of abuse or another. Hmm. I mean, how? I mean, to, to make a leap from sexual abuse to just corporal punishment. I mean, how how do you make that leap? Uh, by that thirty-minute EVP. Hmm. And and it did it. Was it specific about body parts or anything? Um. I'm not certain. I, it's been so long since I heard it. Uh-huh. Uh, I just know my impression I got after hearing it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so the, anyways, even that it would would show it would, you believe that would be some type of abuse, anyways, for sure. Uh, but uh, it, it, it's sad, anyways. It, so anyway, it, it, all these people that got poked, were there any mocks at all from from being poked? Um. No, nobody, it was nothing that anybody, I mean, by the time we all alerted each other to it, it was morning, so uh, nothing that was caught, you know, on film or anything. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, just eyewitness reports, which, you know, is often what happens in investigations like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know uh, BB's in the chat room, and she said that she was poked, too. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, I guess she went as well. And, it's going, and I guess you're going back there in September, according to her. Yes, I am. I uh, we had such a good time, and we got so much, so many personal experiences, and uh, we decided to uh, to set it back up again for September. So we're going back September twelfth, which is the second Saturday in September. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it mm-hmm. sounds uh, sounds like a really good time, and, and you know, and and how often do you have a place where you can stay overnight uh, as well, which is you know really great. Uh, uh, so, I mean, I th- so if, if somebody wanted to get tickets or anything, are they available yet, or, or where, where can they look for, to get them if they, when they do? Um, so. Yeah, yeah, no, I haven't even, you know, posted the event yet, but uh, yep. tickets would be available through me. So they'd find me on Facebook or they'd, um, they'd email me. At, mm-hmm. um, my website's currently down right now, being revamped. So they have to email me, um, either message me on Facebook or email me at JoniMahan at Yahoo.com. And uh, I would make arrangements with them. Oh, cool. Yeah, it does. Okay. Like I said, it sounds like a really, really neat thing to do. And uh, yeah. prior to in the past year or so, you, you've been working uh, with the Haunted Victorian, of course, uh, which yeah. I believe was just sold. Yes. Do you know anything about oh, that? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, from, I mean, from what I know, um, I'm not in direct contact with the owners anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, the house was sold to uh, a dentist out of New Jersey who wants to spend a couple years renovating it and then possibly open it for a haunted attraction. Really? So oh. it could have, yeah, I mean, the, the part that I care about is that it's getting renovated, which, mm-hmm. you know, really makes me happy because it needs it needs a lot of work. Yeah, and um, the fact that somebody's coming in and pouring in money into it makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that would be lovely, I'd, you know, because you hate to see, you know, someone come in and rip it down or whatever and, and uh, not take care of it. Well, uh, you know, one of the initial offers on the house was, I think, from Bush Gardens. They wanted to tear the house down, tear the house down, and transport it to parts of it to two different locations and hope the ghosts went there, too. Oh, my and God. <laughs> That's everybody was okay with that. You know, I was like, you know, I'm going to chain myself to the front door you know, <laughs> if they come and try to do that. It's no way. You know, it's like I love that house, and I just want to see it stay there forever. And um, thankfully, that that fell through and I guess a number of people came up and wanted were interested in it and um then that offer came through. Uh sight unseen, you know, he's never even see, he'd never even seen it before he oh signed papers. Really? So two weeks after yeah, two weeks after the house was listed it went it was sold. That's amazing. Yeah, it was so yeah, funny. I mean, it, it must have got around because uh, Christian Dave sent me an email from uh, New Orleans and said, uh, Ron, what do you know about this haunted houses for sale? <laughs> so it's like, yeah. wow. So it must have been out there. Uh, and of course, it was investigated yeah. so many times, by the twice by the ghost hunters and uh, several other groups as well. It's been on My Ghost Story right. and a bunch of other places as well. So, And not to mention the book, <laughs> my book. Oh Bones yeah, in not Bones in the Basement. about that. Bones oh. in the Basement, which, which, by the way, and I told you that last time, you may have the coolest titles. I, I have to totally admit that. <laughs> Thank you. Soul Collector was the, another one of yours, and as well, uh, what's the rest of them, Joni? Johnny, Joni, Devil's Toy Box is my my newest paranormal true story about my uh, living in a haunted house for eleven years. <laughs> so, nice. My newest one. Yeah, and I have another one coming out within probably within the next couple of weeks. Um, I've been teaching a series of paranormal one-on-one classes, and yeah, I, was just I don't bring that up. Yep. Yeah, I don't tell anybody I'm an expert on anything, but so many people came to me after all my books, wanting to know more about the paranormal, learn more. So I decided I'd set up classes in Gardner and start teaching and uh, mm. research the subjects, and uh, and we've had a really good time. It's I've collected a really nice group of friends, and everybody's so eager to learn. Well, I took all those notes, and I'm putting them together into um, kind of a, you know, how-to book. I think it's going to be called Paranormal 101, just like my class is. Oh, so, excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well we're going to take a break right now, so I'm going to ask you to hold that thought. Uh, it sounds okay. like a great book. Anyway, so you're listening to uh, Ghost Chronicles uh, Next Generation with uh, the blonde bombshell Ann Kerrigan, New England's own Van Helsink, Ron Kolick, right here on... Tojinet, Pararex, and wherever else we are, our special guest is Joni Ma'am. We'll be right back after the following messages. Harry Price, I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing. 
although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he is a paranormal scientist. Well, Mustache, I am required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more. Located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more. All in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And with Ron and Ann and our special guest this evening, Joni Mahan. Okay. <laughs> Hello? Joan, are you still with us? I am. I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, the the seminary itself, uh, Passfield Seminary, we, you talked a little about it. So, they are in the process of preserving it, or uh, what? What are the plans for it? For it? Yes, they are. They're they're constantly doing preservation work. Um, you know, in fact, when we were there, we handed them a check for almost $900, and they were really thrilled because they're going to take that money and possibly start working on second-story bathrooms that have been out of commission since probably 1949. Uh, so every time I go back, I see our money at work or, you know, in other events that they've fundraised for. You see improvements constantly. Uh, this time we came back, all the floors had been resanded and stripped and um, rewaxed and polished that look great that's just um it's really nice you see a lot of improvements so they're taking care of the building and they're putting money back into it nice that's excellent do they so they don't usually i think you mentioned that they don't usually host paranormal events i've seen i guess they do a, a, a great haunted house every october but yes. <laughs> they don't they usually... have a great haunted house people should stop by there if you're anywhere near the location because i did go a couple years ago and it was, I didn't even know what, Bill, you know, I've been there so many times, I know my way around, and they had it cordoned off and blankets and sheets and, I don't know, I just didn't know where I was, and people were jumping out at me. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> it was really good. Um, you know, like I said, it takes a lot to scare me anymore, and, and they got me a couple times, so <laughs> it was good. But uh, well, no, they really don't um, have, I mean, you know, so people can't be calling them and asking to get in mm -hmm. for an investigation because they're probably going to say no. Uh, mm -hmm. They're very particular about who they let in because, I mean, you know, this is their life's work, you know, keeping this place preserved. And they don't want groups just coming in and disrespecting the dead as well. And they know me and they know that I'm going to be very protective over the spirits residing there. Mm -hmm. um, during the presentation, I told people, I said, no provoking. If I even hear anything close to provoking, you will be asked to leave. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, and they were really appreciative of that because, you know, a lot of these entities are, you know, children and innocents and, you know, it's, they've been through a lot. And the last thing they need is somebody in there putting their finger in their chest and saying, talk to me, you know. <laughs> right. So, but we're always very respectful, and, and they know that I'm going to oversee my groups pretty closely, and um, nothing, no damage is going to be done or anything. Because you know a lot of paranormal groups aren't that way. I mean, there are some great ones, but there's also quite a few that come in and they tromp around, you know, not worried about the fact that they're leaving this building behind for somebody else. Right. Uh, they just want to get their evidence and, mm-hmm. uh, and leave. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're very protective over the building. That's good. Good reason. And, so, uh, yeah, I mean, ahead. so you protect the service, the, the uh, spirits, and you also help preserve the building as well. So, I mean, uh, you, you mentioned that there were a couple of nasty spirits there. And, and do I, did I understand you right and said that you cleared them out of there or, or someone did? Uh, I didn't, but Barbara Williams did. Um, uh-huh. We did get um, – we did get a response. Uh, I haven't listened to any of my audio yet, honestly. Uh, I've just now found my recorder. <laughs> it's been crazy since I did that. But across the ghost box, uh, one of the groups uh, got a response from someone, and uh, they asked who he was, and he said, Headmaster. And Ooh, uh, I guess he cool. called himself the captain. And uh, they said, what's your name? And he said, the captain. And uh, they didn't know at that time that the head, one of the headmasters was called the captain. And uh, so that was pretty relevant information. I would think so. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. we no. had uh, we had an experience there in 2012 <clears throat> where, quite frankly, I hate to even admit it because it was I was you know it's been a couple of years and I'm more experienced now. But we were chased out of the building. We were we were frightened. Oh. Um, my friend, my friend Sandy ran, used to run a meetup group. And uh, we got permission to go there and uh, do a meetup event. And so Sandy and I were in the same group, and we had, um, I think we had five people with us. And most of them were brand new, had never been on an investigation before, and they were all just a little concerned about what we were doing. And um, so we went around. We had, you know, really good responses, um, and and we're having a really good time until we went over into uh, the boys' side of the dormitory up on the third floor. And that is, hands down, the most haunted area of the seminary. And uh-huh. we went into a room that we called it the barber chair room because there was an old barber chair in there. Um, and we brought the group in there. And, you know, of course, it's dark. All the lights are out. You know, there's no electricity up on the third floor. So, you know, there weren't any lights to turn off. But uh, we came in and we sat down and we started doing our EVP session. And everything was going fine. We had the ghost box going. And uh, we were getting just, you know, normal responses. I think we were talking to a child at the time. And then all of a sudden the tone changed, and it was like every hair on my arm stood up. It was like you could feel something come into the room. And at the same time, we all swiveled around to look at the doorway like we were expecting something to come in. You just knew something come in. Mm-hmm. And then across the ghost box came um, um, a, um, a pretty bad response to us, you know, um, I don't want to say it on the air, but um, <laughs> anyways, once he said it, um, Sandy said, well, that's not very nice. You know, it was very clear. <laughs> she said, that's not very nice. And, you know, you can't speak to us that way. And then he said it again. And I was <laughs> like, okay. I said, you know what? 
this is a meetup group. These aren't hardened investigators. We don't, this is something we probably don't want to expose them to. Let's just leave the area. We'll leave them alone. And uh, I was the first one to the door, and I went to grab the doorknob, and there wasn't one. <laughs> Somebody had pushed the door shut uh, without realizing the door the doorknob was missing. Oh so there no! Was, you know, yeah. So I'm standing there in a pretty much you know internal full blown panic. You know, if all these people trying really hard to get out, they're pushing up against me, and there's no doorknob. So uh, <laughs> one of the guys, one of the guys that came was a marine. And he was tough as nails, and he was very adamant that there was no, no such thing as ghosts, and he was just there because his wife was insisting that he come. Okay. And uh, he was the one that was next to me, and he had a ring of keys, and he shoved it into the mechanism and moved it around enough that it unlatched the, the door. So I'm like, okay, shoot, we got out. So we get out, and I'm like, okay, I don't want to teach them to run out of a building when you're afraid because it's just not cool. I'm like, okay, very calmly, let's walk down the hallway and let's go to this other room, which was another dormitory room. Um, earlier in the evening, somebody smelled lilacs in that room. So I thought, okay, maybe this sweet old lady hanging around there or something, you know. <laughs> and uh, so we go into that room, and uh, I, had, I never turned off my reporter, so my reporter was still running. Mm-hmm. And I, I told Sandy, I said, um, why don't you turn your ghost box on right away? just to make sure that, um, you know, he didn't follow us down here. Mm-hmm. And while she's bending down to put the ghost box on the floor, I got a Class A EVP of a really creepy-sounded male saying, bend over. Oh. <laughs> so she turned the ghost box on, and immediately he said the same, you know, two-word <laughs> swear. Oh. And wow. it was like, all right. I really think, and by that time, they were, the people were getting nervous, and I yeah. said, all right, let's go outside and take a break, and uh, the Marine, he, <laughs> he left. He was going to spend the night there. He left. He would not even go back in to get his stuff out of the building. Um, <gasps> he, 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 somebody else had to go in and get his stuff, and, oh and he left. I mean, they literally left right then. <laughs> so... It was, uh, it was definitely, it was frightening because you could feel the energy, you could feel the anger, and it was like the fear just radiated through you whether you wow. wanted to feel it or not. And uh, we went back um, the next year determined that we were going to beat this, that we were, you know, we were going to face up to it. And um, uh-huh. several of us from that same group uh, had become friends over time, over the year. And we went back and um, we stood up to him, and we kind of pushed him out of the room instead of, you know, having him push us out. And oh. It kind of quieted him down a little bit, so. Wow. I wonder who that was, you know? Do you think it was that headmaster? I think, that... I think so. I think it wow. was one of the headmasters, yeah. Wow. It's so funny because, you know, it, it, paranormal affects people in different ways. I, I remember when we first uh, met... Uh, Josh Mantello, uh, the mason from the uh, uh, Houghton Mansion, Mansion uh, mm-hmm. the first time we went there, he told me a story about uh, the the place was rented by telemarkers, and it was a big guy. He was like six foot four and weighed like 300 pounds, and he was working in there one night, and uh, something happened. He ran out of the building and, and would never go back in it again, and this was a <laughs> big dude. So it's funny how, yeah. you know, that happens, uh, you know, and, and you get some meek woman, something happening and nothing, you know, they don't even react highly. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It can be it can be quite scary if you've never experienced anything like that before and all you have to reference are movies like Poltergeist and Insidious. 
you know, you can have a different picture, you know, of what happens in a haunting than, you know, somebody like us that have been around, you know, for a while. So, you know, your perception is going to be changed. But this guy was like, he was blasting us with anger. And you didn't have to be a sensitive or a medium to feel it. It's like it was making the room very cold and, you know, every hair on your arm was standing up and you could all but see him. I mean, he was there. There was no doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> it's Yeah, that's frightening. That's very frightening. Yeah. yeah. We went back. This time they had moved the barber chair. It was still in that room, but it was back in a corner. They had pushed some other furniture in there while they're doing renovations in the area, in that area. Uh, and we went in and we did we did an EVP session in there. And we, we really didn't get anything um, huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was nothing. We definitely didn't feel the same sense of anger. So I don't know if he's gone or if he was <laughs> over tormenting somebody else at the time. But <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's a cool place, though. So there's a cemetery, too. I heard you mention a cemetery. Oh, I knew you were going to yeah. go for that. Of course, I'm going to pick up on that. Oh, yeah. Yep. There's, uh, there's a cemetery, right? Uh, it's on the same, it's on their property, but it's across the road. Mm-hmm. And it's a really one of those really. There's actually two cemeteries on the property, and uh, it's one of those cool wrought iron gated cemeteries. You know, private mm-hmm. plot. Um, from what I could see, one of the original founders was, and his family was buried in the one across the street, and that was Reverend John Buzzle. Uh, and then there was also another uh, grave further back that a lot of people took pictures of. of I think a Revolutionary War uh, soldier, and it, his grave was all by itself. That was kind of interesting. But, uh, and then the graveyard behind the building has more graves. And I think I didn't really honestly get to look at it during the daylight because I was trying to get the event together. But mm-hmm. I believe it's probably more of the founders than uh, their families. Nice. Nice. I'll yeah. have to uh, pick it up there and check it out. Oh, yeah. That's just <laughs> oh, yeah. don't throw away. Uh, great. Yeah. Always yeah. a good cemetery. Because I was just uh, – we were camping this past weekend up in uh, Winchenden, uh, which is right okay. down the road from Gardner. So, yeah. uh, in the haunted, nice... with, and it has a haunted cemetery right next to it. Oh, really? In, yeah. In, in Winchenden? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh. Right next to, uh, yeah, right next to that. Um, I always forget the, um, what was the name of the park there? Let's see. Oh, well, we, yeah, we were in, um, well, there's Otter River, and okay, then we were yeah. we were at Lake Denison. Yes, yes, Lake Denison. Um, I'm looking it up right now with the name of the campground. But the, uh, the lore there is that uh, somebody named Rudy was at the New Boston Cemetery, and it's right next to, um, it's right in the Otter River State Forest. It's right there next door. And uh, the legend is that somebody named Rudy was hung by a tree, and if you pull up and turn your headlights off, you'll see him. Oh, yeah. Um, we got to yeah. do that, man. All those urban It's got legends. some really great old tombstones. If you, you know, you love those old tombstones, mm-hmm. you won't be let down. Uh, we investigated there. We got permission and went in and did, uh, like, a four-hour investigation one time years ago, and we didn't get a single UVP. So mm-hmm. as to whether it's haunted or not is, you know, Maybe right. it wasn't haunted that night. <laughs> I don't know, but we've never had any activity there. <laughs> but it has some cool cemeteries, no gravestones. Nice. Well, I was out I was out in a couple of them. I was down at the old center cemetery, which is kind of far removed 
uh, from anything. Uh, the road actually turns into a dirt road that goes by it. But, um, yeah, there was another one that I wanted to check out, and that's probably that's probably the haunted one, knowing my luck. So, <laughs> nice, nice. I'll have to check that out. Mm-hmm. So, the... <laughs> The uh, was the you mentioned the cemeteries. Did anybody get anything at the cemeteries that you're aware of? Um, nobody said anything. I mean, they all love getting to hang out in a cemetery at night because they don't normally get to do <laughs> yeah, that. <who> doesn't write? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't think it was very peaceful. Uh, what mm-hmm. I felt when I was there was it was just very peaceful and very calm. I think actually, yes, there is a woman. Now that I remember, there's a there's a female ghost that hangs out there, and she used to own the building across the street, which is also equally haunted. And I think they would love to be able to buy that. I think it's up for sale now. But mm. um, and she she's not buried. I think she's buried there, but she comes and visits the cemetery and some of uh, that area right across the road from her street. So you know they do have a female that comes back and forth. Mm-hmm. Wow. Excellent. So- so I imagine uh, during the investigation of Pottsfield's uh, seminary, you, since children's spirits are supposed to be there, you use different trigger objects. And I know you mentioned yeah. the ball earlier. Uh, w- did you have any results with the trigger objects you used? Uh, just that one instance with the ball. That was just all I instance. had. Other did you had different use any choice. other ones or, or was just the ball? Um, that's all I had with me, uh, yeah. the glow stick. Okay. And it, and uh, and the ball, but other groups had toy different toys with them. I think somebody had a doll, and uh, they tried different things. Uh, I haven't heard if they got any um, any response to any of that. I don't think anything was moved, or or I would have definitely heard about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was just mostly you know most of the people's experience were a lot of touching and a lot of sounds, uh, and I'm sure a lot of EVPs. Somebody did get a really cool picture up in the attic. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of orb pictures, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, people insist on sending them to me. Um, <laughs> this was different. Yeah, I know, and I, I just I try to be kind, but it's like most of them, to me, are dust or moisture, um, and, and it's hard to, you know, it's hard to really validate it. Uh, but... One of them, it was, a, it was not, it was not an orb. It was like a swish of light, and everything else in the picture was still. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like camera movement or slow shutter speed or anything like that. It was right. kind of lit up itself, and it was about the size of a head, and it was yellow, and it had a face on the head. So <laughs> that was pretty cool. He posted it on my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Lund is the one that, that captured that up in the attic. So that was pretty cool. I haven't seen, I don't know that everybody's gone through their evidence yet since it was just this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and who who was that that captured I, that? Bob Lunn. Oh, okay, yep. Oh. <laughs> yep, I know Bob, yep. Yeah, we know Bob. Yeah. And, yeah, we uh, all run in the same circles. <laughs> yeah. The... Uh, you know, it's interesting, though, is photographs can be so deceiving at a time. I, me- I remember Ann and I, uh, we did, uh, we went down to Jeff Belanger's and Tim Weisberg's event. What was that, Ann? Do you remember what that was? Oh, Fort Rodman. Yeah, Fort, Fort, Fort Rodman, Rodman, right. In New and, and Ann had my camera, and she took a picture. And what it was is I walked in front of the, the thing, and, and we got this white figure, and I posted on Facebook, and 
everybody was telling us what it was and but we, I knew what it was, but nobody would even believe me, even though I knew what it was. They they all had their own theories of, of what, oh, no, mm-hmm. it couldn't have been. It was this and that. Do you remember that, Ann? Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And it, so pictures are so deceiving at times. It's it's difficult. Yeah. They're yeah. very difficult. I like mm-hmm. audio better. And I really, honestly, I never get I never get anything current on one picture. That maybe it's because I I throw most of them out. You know, because I try to explain it. Um, mm-hmm. But audio is where I really get the most. And I run a really tight ship with the EVP sessions. You know, everybody is uh, <laughs> kind of a Joni dictatorship, but everybody has to be sitting down. Uh, nobody's allowed to wear nylon. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> you twish, twish, twish. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they're not allowed to whisper. And I have a system uh, where... You are allowed to ask as many questions as you want to, providing you leave 15 to 20 seconds between the questions. And then when you're finished, you say pass. And it goes to the person on your left. So we go oh, clockwise around the circle. Oh, that's a and good idea. If we, yeah, that way people aren't talking over each other and you don't mm-hmm. have one person that's like hogging the ghost. <laughs> so, oh, yes. Uh, that is a good um, idea. And every, everybody gets a chance to, um, to talk and to ask questions. And, I harass them a little bit. If you get get towards the end of the evening, or you get new people, and it get comes to them, and they just say pass. I'm like, all right, you get one pass. The next time you have to ask a question. I don't care if it's what color their dog's collar is. <laughs> you got to ask something. And um, but so when we get a response, we know it's accurate because if somebody's stomach growls, you know, one of us will say stomach, or if a car goes by, we'll say car. or Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we're careful with marking it because I'm serious about my EVPs. If I'm going to put it out there as evidence, I want to make mm-hmm. sure that it really truly yeah, is evidence. Yeah, right. Uh, like and we get a lot. You know, very well. Yeah. 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 We get a somebody, lot. somebody blowing their nose or, you know. Sniffing yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 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 Well, last time I was there, um, I was in the um, <clears throat> auditorium, same room I slept in and got poked so many times. Um I was getting ready to take a picture, and um, I had my recorder going, which I often do. I'll just leave it running sometimes just in case I get something. And um, it was right before we are getting ready to start our session because I don't let people take pictures during the session either because it's distracting, so they have to either do it before or after. Mm-hmm. And right before I took the picture, you hear this voice really close to the microphone that says, Take my picture. <laughs> and nice. It was just... Yeah, it was great. I mean, it was a great EVP. Um, you know, we I, we just get them. It's just they, they talk constantly there. So I'm expecting okay. to get at least a dozen from this evidence. From the evidence oh, wow. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And will you have those posted somewhere if somebody wanted to, to, to hear them? Oh, yeah. Anybody wants to listen to any of my EVPs, all they have to do is go on soundcloud.com and, and type in Joni Mayhan. That's my username, all one word, no spaces. And I have about 300 EVPs on there for various locations, and that's where oh, I put wow. up all my new ones. And, and so, what location yeah. is this again? Soundcloud.com. Soundcloud.com. And put in Joni's name, and uh, there you go. All right, I'm going to put that up on our Facebook page at Ghost Chronicles-Next Generation so people can find it. Yeah. So, anyways, um, we're going to have to wrap it up now. We want to thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. 
<laughs> and uh, anything else you want to mention before we say goodbye to you? I just uh, be looking out for my new book, Paranormal 101, coming out in a couple weeks. And um, anybody wants to come to the Parsons Field Seminary investigation in September, find me on Facebook. Just send me a friend request. I accept all of them um, as long as we have mutual <laughs> friends in common. And, um, uh, and like me, we no. can go from there. <laughs> Awesome. I have. I also put uh, Joni's email address up, Joni Mahan at yahoo.com, if anybody wants to contact her. Okay. Awesome. So, thank Joni, you. thank you so much for uh, being on the show. Um, thanks for having me. Thanks, Always Joni. Pleasure. Take care. Okay, you too. Party. And happy, happy haunting. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Well, that was cool. Great. That sounds like a really interesting spot. Well, we could have went, but you said no. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, it was me. Oh, it was. It was. You're going sure. away. Well, and you did. That's not my fault. It's not like it's I not, just said, no, it's I don't want to go. Fault. It's not my fault. Not my fault. Yeah, it's no not way. my fault. Anyways, I have a couple of things I, I do want to mention. And, of course, uh, the big one is uh, um, Spirit Quest coming up on September 18th through the 20th up at mm-hmm. uh, VZ. And uh, I'm getting really excited about it because it uh, looks like we're going to be having, besides, well, it's, it's called Spirit Quest Book of Shadows. And it'll be featuring, uh, of course, uh, our friend Kelly Spangler, who mm-hmm. was a Salem, who it was, who still is a Salem witch, and was uh, on the Ghost Adventurers uh, in the, when they did the uh, Salem Witch House. And also Steve Parsons will be coming over from the U.K. along with uh, Roxy Zwicker, who you know as well, too, right? Yes, my cemetery buddy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you'll be there. You'll be doing some uh, programs as well. And myself well. Uh, also joining us uh, will be um, Tim from uh, Salem Haunted Tours. So we're going to talk about Salem ghosts and stuff, So which is going to be cool. We'll have the Blair Witch Ghost Hunt, which is going to be awesome, because basically oh it's, it's an outdoor ghost hunt uh, through the woods, haunted woods, <laughs> including the ghost trail. I didn't make so that wear your hiking up, boots. <laughs> true name of this trail. And, of course, we're going to have the uh, Dining with the Dead uh, and the Witch's Bonfire, where Kelly will actually conjure, I don't know if it's conjure, but to ask spirit to appear to be photographed and stuff. So it was kind of neat. There's, there's a lot of things going on, actually. Be a little drummers during this campfire and stuff and all this other cool stuff. So that check it out. Uh, nice. the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. And Spirit Quest is the name of the event. And there'll be more things going on as well. Uh, so it'll be, I'll be doing a presentation on the Bell Witch as well. So. That'll be cool. Uh-huh. Always and, a good time. Looking yep, forward Steve's to it. Gonna, Steve's going to do one on uh, New England witches, uh, which are quite a few. I mean, we, we killed like 13 witches or 12 witches in in New England, and they killed hundreds in the U.K. So, mm. Well, and I'm going to be doing witches' graves. That's right. So there, yeah. And, and Zen Fangled. Maybe. What do you mean, maybe? Maybe some zentangling stuff. We'll see. I mean, maybe. Maybe. Change your mind. <laughs> but you will be doing henna. I will be doing henna. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, we got to go. That was the, uh, the doohickey thingy. Pizza from the dead. Yeah, that works. It's good. So, anything? Good. You got anything coming up yourself? 
Not a thing. No, please don't. <laughs> I'm going to be face painting on Saturday, uh, no, Sunday, up in uh, Waltham at an event. And, oh, that's, uh, you know, we, ne- we never give that out. I mean, if people want to contact you about face painting, how will they do that, Anne? Uh, you can find me at uh, fabulousfacepainting.com. I have a really go. crappy website, but I'm a good face painter. Um, yep. And I'm also on Facebook. Look for Fabulous Face Painting. Cool. Do you do body painting, too? If I can. <laughs> we gotta go <laughs> yes we so. do bodies are kind of scarce but anyway <laughs> so until next time good night yes <laughs> live show from EBC TV next week what it's next week isn't it oh it's the 10th oh I'm sorry week after sorry <laughs> two weeks two weeks yeah bye but we will talk to you again next week everybody and thank you so much for listening From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law. Are you looking for...